Hey guys, welcome to our Sermon of the Week podcast. Today's message is from our guest speaker. If you're interested in partnering with us, check out our app or our website for ways to give. Wow, good morning, everybody. Happy Mother's Day. My name is Julie, and like Nathan said, I, ha- I was a part of the staff for over 15 years here at Providence. Um, I'm married to my husband, Brad. We've been married for just about 32 years. Yeah. And we have, a, we have three children. They're adults, Andre, Ashley, and Travis. And it's just an amazing family that I get to be a part of. I want to tell you something a little bit interesting about me. Um, just over a year ago, my husband and I decided to take a giant leap of faith, and we made the decision to leave our full-time jobs. Um, We went on the biggest adventure by moving out to the Grand Tetons National Park in Wyoming, where we would do seasonal work. I'm not sure if you've ever been out to Wyoming, but it is absolutely breathtaking. Um, We drove our Subaru over 2,000 miles, packed to the gills with everything that we would would need, and we just treasured one another. Um, We got to hike and kayak and just work and meet wonderful people. Um, So I was truly thankful to have this, that opportunity, and I cherished every single minute with my husband that we did that forever, and that we, we will remember that forever. So that's just a little something about myself, Um, and now I'm back, and we plan to be here for at least another year. Who knows what God has in store for us next? Um, I wanted to take a minute and honor this house, this Jesus Church that Pastor Nathan leads so well. Thank you for for having me in this spot. As you know, I feel um, unworthy to be standing here, but thank you for giving me the opportunity. Um, I know how important it is. to represent Jesus, so I pray that that I do that well. Um, And it's by faith that I'm standing here, and it's only you, Jesus. Um, May I be your vessel and share what this beautiful body of people would would need to hear today. Um, Let's bow our heads and pray as we, we start this morning. Heavenly Father, God, thank you for this house. Thank you that we can come together and worship you. Thank you that you sit on the throne. Thank you that you are our Papa. We love you deeply. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you, Father God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So just for a few minutes, I have um, something that I wanted to speak directly to the women of this house. We live in a world that is so polluted with judgment, distrust, comparison, rivalry, hatred, confusion, and ugliness. The enemy continues to try to speak lies to our hearts that we as women aren't enough, that we don't belong, that we don't have a place, that we should try harder, work harder, be like this person, be like that person, be more. In the last few months, I have heard on more than one occasion from more than one woman, does anyone see me? I feel like I'm not seen, or in all my life, I have never felt like I belong anywhere. In fact, back in March, I was at a women's um, retreat with Daughters of the King. It was an incredible 
retreat where we talked all about um, Psalm 23. Towards the end of that day, I was actually feeling the same way. No one had done anything to me. Everybody was wonderful. I just began to feel that I didn't belong there, that I didn't matter, that I had nothing to offer, and then even if I left, no one would notice. And I allowed those lies to sink deep into my heart, and I kept this to myself. It was a pretty dark feeling, and I've felt this way before many times throughout my life. Has anyone else ever felt that way? Yeah. Then, a young woman came over to me. And we've seen each other in passing at retreats in the past. And she looked at me, she came over, she looked me dead in the eyes. She has the darkest brown eyes. And she said, you are not being overlooked. He sees you and he hears you. He sees you and he hears you. She repeated this over and over again. She prayed this over me and immediately that oppression was gone because I am seen. I am seen by the Father. Ladies, we are in a battle. The enemy does not want us to thrive. He does not want us to mature in Christ. He wants to keep us down for the count, and he's afraid of us. And he knows that through Jesus Christ, we will be victorious because he doesn't stand a chance. If our faith is in Jesus Christ, we are daughters of the King. We are joint heirs with Jesus. We are children of the Most High God. We are princesses. We are loved, we are seen, and we are adored. I'd like to ask all the ladies to stand up, if you would. Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us then approach the throne of God with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and grace to help us in our time of need. I would like you to repeat after me with that confidence. We are seen. We are enough. We do belong. We are lovely. We are valuable. We do make a difference. We are treasures, precious jewels. We are daughters of the king. And we are loved. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for each and every woman that is standing in this place. God, we join hearts together with you, Father God. Each one of us, you knew us before we were even born. Our names are written on your hand. You love us unconditionally. Father God, may we encourage one another. I pray against the enemy that would try to lie to our hearts and lie to our minds. Enemy, you have no place there in the name of Jesus. Father God, I pray for these women as they go about their day, as they go about their weeks and their lives. Father God, that you have a calling on their lives and they will step forward in faith and confidence because you are their papa. We love you, Lord. We need you desperately and we trust you. And we ask this in your name. Amen. All right. Thank you for, for doing that with me. That was uh, pretty powerful, I might say. All right. So 
the rest of this time, we're going to be talking um, about the importance of hospitality and seeing people like Jesus sees people. So one afternoon while I was working at the front desk at Flag Ranch out in the Tetons, there was a man that came in. He was ready to check his RV into the spot that he had reserved. And I began my usual speech of welcoming him, asking him where he's from, where he's headed, all those types of things, where he could get firewood, and how to keep the bears away. And what would happen if he didn't abide by those rules? When I realized, he seemed pretty distraught, not quite focusing on what I was saying. And I could really sense a sadness about him. I felt that something was going on. So I asked him, are you okay? And he paused. And then he teared up and he began to share his heart. He had just come from a trek across the country to drop his oldest son off at school. And his heart was hurting. So I asked him if I could pray for him right there in the campground office. He allowed me to do so, so I did. He made it a point to stop back, and stop back in before leaving to let me know how much that that prayer meant to him. He felt seen, and that was a good day for both of us. God has always used hospitality throughout the Bible in both the Old and the New Testaments. In Genesis 24, we're actually introduced to Rebecca, who showed hospitality to Abraham's chief servant. Rebecca provided both the servant and his camels with the water before, they took, before she took care of her own needs. And then how about in Luke 19? We read about Zacchaeus, the chief tax collector. He actually climbed up into the tree to see Jesus, and then Jesus saw him, and he was invited to dinner, and then he got saved. When Jesus saw people while he was on earth, he showed deep compassion, patience, kindness, understanding. He saw them without judgment, but rather with grace, mercy, and love, because he was hospitable. Do you see people like Jesus does? Do you take the time to connect with the cashier in front of you when you're getting your groceries? Making eye contact with them and smiling, asking how they're doing and truly meaning it, letting them know they're not invisible, seeing people like Jesus does. How about this? Have you ever asked your server when you're out to eat, is there anything that you could use prayer for? And then actually praying with them like Jesus would. When you're standing in line at Chipotle, walking down the halls of your school, getting Chick-fil-A or Starbucks for your family or your office crew, do you see the people that you come into contact with? Or are you glued to your cell phones? Or how about when you're here at church? When you came into the auditorium, even this morning, did you notice that man or that woman sitting all alone? If so, did you smile? Did you go and say hello, or even invite them to come sit with you, showing care for them like Jesus would? One of the roles that I carried while I was here on staff was director of hospitality. It's always been my passion, my gifting, and my joy to make sure that people feel seen, loved, like they belong, because it's just so important. Hospitality isn't just good customer service. It's defined as the friendly and generous reception and entertainment of guests, visitors, and strangers. But biblical hospitality 
That's a sacred duty to treat strangers and friends alike, welcoming one another into our homes, communal spaces, and lives. Biblical hospitality seeks out the stranger to welcome them as a neighbor, embraces them, and by the power of God, ministers and prays their heart is changed so that they become a part of the family of God. Maybe you've not realized the grand importance of hospitality. I'd like to show you just that, the importance of this opportunity to care for and love people through the beautiful gift and what the outcome just might be. I'd like to share a testimony from Max Schrader. Does everyone know Max? Yeah, all right. So he writes, the first time I attended Providence, almost five years ago, I felt the Holy Spirit and my life began to change. But it wasn't just during the worship, the preaching, or the preaching that I felt the Holy Spirit. It started while I was welcomed coming through those doors. I had never known Jesus before coming to Providence. I had felt the Father's loving kindness coming out of everyone I came into contact with and felt at home immediately. Although I didn't understand what I was feeling fully at the time, I knew I wanted to come back the next week. This led to Jesus completely transforming my life. I am now four years sober. I'm in a Christ-centered marriage, and I have a beautiful daughter who loves the Lord. And it all started by feeling Christ's love while being welcomed at Providence. I am filled with joy that now I get to serve on the welcome team and share this testimony with a few people, with the new people that come through our doors. And then his dad, Jeff, he began coming to church. Jeff was an adamant non-believer who was only open to the idea of coming to church because of how he saw Jesus transform Max. Isn't that awesome? Every time I see that picture, I just want to cry. Um, so in, the, in scripture, I'm going to point out some verses that talk about hospitality, loving each other deeply, and honoring one, an, well, honoring one another before yourselves. Jesus said in John 13, 34 and 35, a new command I give you to love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. 1 Peter 4, verse 8 and 9. Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. I often wondered why they added that. Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. Romans 12, 9 through 13. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never lacking zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. 
Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. And share with God's people who are in need and practice hospitality. Philippians 2.13 says, For it is God in you to will and act according to his good purpose. A part of God's will for Max and Jeff to become sons of God, join heirs with Jesus Christ, was to step through the doors of providence and be seen and welcomed by the welcome team, showing hospitality, biblical hospitality. Remember that quote we had? Biblical hospitality seeks out the stranger to welcome them as a neighbor, embraces them, and by the power of God, ministers and prays that their heart is changed so that they become a part of God's family. I'd like to take a moment now to honor our welcome team. If you guys could all stand. Anybody that's a part of the welcome team, stand up, because you're awesome. Nice. This amazing team is led by Jordan and Alicia Ilias. Friend, your team, your role is absolutely vital to this church body. Thank you for being such an example of loving others deeply, honoring one another above yourselves, and putting into action this important gift within our body. Now, church, this is your turn. I would like to invite you to partner with the welcome team, both inside our walls and outside while you're in the community. Showing biblical hospitality is always worth it. It's one of the biggest expressions of love that we can show our neighbors. 1 Corinthians 12.27, Paul wrote, Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. So since we are the body of Christ and we're each a part of it, and as it says in scriptures that we're to love one another deeply, offer hospitality, and to honor one another above ourselves so that they will know we are his disciples, let's do just that. We're not just partnering with the welcome team, but we're partnering with Jesus. Let's see people the way Jesus sees people. Let's show hospitality to the world. As Christians, we carry a fragrance that is different than the world is. And I have a few ideas that I'd like to share with you for us to put into practice. You guys ready? All right. One, begin to truly see people. Ask the Holy Spirit to open your eyes to those around you. Anywhere you are, whether you're out in public, in your neighborhood, at work, at church, everywhere. Step out of your comfort zone then. When, when at, whatever that may look like for you, whether it's talking to your cashier, your server, smile and pray for them, or here in church, find someone who is alone and invite them to sit with you. Maybe even invite them out to lunch afterwards. Realize that each person, each family who comes through our doors are gifts from Jesus Christ. And we, and also remember when we're out in the community too, away from these four walls, that each and every one of us has a story, just like Max and his dad. We have the privilege to be his hands and feet thanking God, then thank God for the spiritual eyes to see the people the way he does, and then take action by loving them. 
and honestly could be a matter of life and death, death for them. So we are the body of Christ, and he is working through us for his good purpose. Amen. Thanks for checking out our Sermon of the Week. If you have questions or would like to get connected, download our app or visit us at providencecommunity.org. Thank you.